You're listening to COSAM Talks, the monthly podcast for Auburn University's College of Sciences and Mathematics. Thanks for joining us. I'm your host, Philip Coxwell. When you think of anatomy class, does it take you back to dissecting frogs in high school? Well, today, I'm joined by Linda Pastorello, the anatomy and physiology lab coordinator for COSAM. She's here to talk with me about how COSAM is elevating the laboratory experience for students by using a Sendaver. So, Linda, not too long ago, COSAM was able to acquire a Sendaver for the anatomy and physiology labs. Before we get too in-depth in this discussion, uh, could you just take a moment and tell our listeners a little bit more about what a Sendaver actually is? Well, Sendavers are one of those things that I found um, while I was looking for uh, new materials for the, for the labs. And what they are is an incredibly accurate um, human synthetic cadaver. So um, we've been and still do use cats because they are very similar to humans to teach human anatomy and physiology. So they learn the muscles and all the organs and stuff on the cats. And again, they are very similar and you can kind of go over but this way we have all of those muscles and everything on a human that they can be looking at and so right now we're doing a little bit of both um so they see it they get their dissection work and such on the cat and then they can relate that to the humans and this endeavor is made out of fibers and salts and things that they won't tell you otherwise (laughs) because it's all very confidential um, to mimic real living tissue. So it's it's even better than having a cadaver because it's like it's living tissue. And the higher models are actually used in medical schools to practice with surgeries and stuff. They have a whole circulatory system that goes, they'll bleed, they can actually do surgeries. And a lot of the doctors that have seen even ours have, have related how um, accurate this, this feels. So each of the different organs feels different. They Each of the each of the items in the in the Sindaver are made to feel like that item. So the skin, we don't have, um, and the muscles and the different organs all feel different and feel like they would in a living in a living being. So they get to um, play with that. They get to see one of the fun things to do with the little kids um, when we do outreach is to pull the intestines out. So they can kind of see how long those intestines are that are wrapped up in your belly. They'll go all the way down to your feet, and and so they have a good time with that. So it's it's very accurate representation. The muscles are all there, so you can dissect um, the top layer off and see the deep muscles, or you know fold them back, and they can they can get an accurate idea of where these muscles go on the skeleton. They can see how when the skeleton moves how the muscles work together, relaxing and contracting to to actually make movement happen so they can relate it much better to their own bodies and, and see all these, these um, things that we try to teach. So it sounds to me like a Sendaver is a very good asset to have in our labs. It is. We were very excited to get our, our first Sendaver. Well, tell me a little bit about how COSAM was able to acquire the Sendaver. Well, these Sendavers are very expensive. They're all handmade in Tampa, so not in China. Um, 
And so it took a little while to acquire um, the funds for our first endeavor. And we did that. Um, the Sindaver people came up and brought a, a demonstration to a couple of our, our different alumni functions and such, and we got the development department involved. Um, they got excited. The whole department was excited to hopefully add one of these things because they could see the potential of, of what it could do with the students. Um, and so then our development people went out and got the donations, and then... Um, we have an alumni group in Birmingham that did, I think, half of it, and if we could find matching funds. And so they got the matching funds from a few other places, and uh, we did, did a reception with those people um, so that they could see it. They were all very excited once we did get it. But, um, yeah, I've got to put it down to our development people going out and and getting that money for me, and then I, I just do the, uh, the hard part of ordering it. <laughs> so I've heard that Cosam's Sindaver is named Pearl. Why did they choose to name her Pearl? Well, when we did this with the development department, we thought one of the good ways to try to help people to donate is our sponsors who gave the money for the different Sindavers would get to name them. So they um, put that off there, and they're, like, trying to think of a name. And Pearl actually arrived while our basketball team was um, in whatever the basketball team does. <laughs> they were doing such a wonderful job last year at something four. Yeah, the final four. The final four. And I'm not a sports person, <laughs> as you might see. Um, and so they thought it would be a good um, tribute to our coach, Pearl, um, to, to name her Pearl after him. So has Coach Pearl been by to visit Pearl yet? No. He needs to come over. He needs to come on over and, and meet his namesake here. Well, I definitely agree with that. He does need to come visit her. So take a moment now just to tell me a little bit about what labs were like before Pearl compared to after Pearl. Very stinky. <laughs> But I mean, we like we, but we are still using some cats. So um, it was basically all just based on the cat. So then they had to use their sort of imagination, and and you know they don't really like to do the cats. And most of the we got a lot of comments from the students like, why are we studying the cats? This is human anatomy, um, and it, it's it's hard for them, especially these days, to kind of relate what they're learning. To, you know, we say, but, you know, it, it is like this in the humans. Just kind of feel your shoulder or, you know, but they're not seeing it. Whereas now um, we can say, you know, that, that muscle you just looked at in the cat, this is it. So this is it in the human. And this is, you know, we would say like in the cat, the major and minor muscles tend to be, you know, the minor muscles are actually bigger than the major muscles because they were named on humans where they are bigger, so then we can say, see, the major is much bigger here, and, and stuff. So they can, they get their experience in the dissecting part of it and kind of looking at it still. Um, and we still use the kids mainly because you, we can't have 24 students on our once and ever. So we haven't quite gotten out of, out of the cats completely. Plus the blood vessels and the organs might work a little bit better on the problem to see them on the cats and then and then they can kind of see it on the human. But um, they get very excited. So 
it's it's a lot easier for them to to relate that information when they can actually go from their cat to the human it's oh so that's that muscle there and and oh and that's how that works or they have to learn what we call um origin insertion and action of the muscles so that's where the the muscles attach to the skeleton and then what kind of movement they make the skeleton do and again again that's hard to kind of see on the cat so they were really just memorizing a table and i don't think they got much out of it whereas here they can say oh i studied the skeleton before i can see that that muscle's attached there oh this is what those this endeavor is doing with that muscle yeah so they can it actually comes more to life to it so when students show up to lab and see pearl for the first time what are some of the responses you hear um mainly ooh or ah um depends whether they've done their uh their pre-work for lab and so they've seen pictures and so they're kind of expecting it or those that haven't you kind of know because they're like you know they think they have a dead human in their in their lab because she is very real looking so that first glance is kind of like whoa um especially when we've had her in the hall a couple of times to to move her around or do things you know we'll get very strange looks from the chemistry people (laughs) but um they get very excited to see her, and and their first use, they they all kind of wanna wanna get their time on her and um, and play. Well, now that they've used Pearl for a little while, what did the students think about her? Well, it's different students each semester, so um, we'll have to see. So um, we really, because we just started last summer. They got to use her a little bit in the summer, so it's only we'll we'll have to see this semester how they uh, if the first year students now do better um, when they see her in A and P two now, but yeah, so it's different. It's it's hard to hard to say, but well, which labs do you use Pearl in? She's used in um, the all the muscle labs so in the two muscle labs basically in the in the virtual lab so they can can play with her and that test so she's she's used in the muscle unit of amp1 um we may add her into nerves we'll have to see how the how this next one goes and then um then she's used in the second half of amp2 and almost all those labs because they do um well, we have to do every other one right now because of the way scheduling is. But if we got a second one, she'd be used in every lab. Um, they just do both their lab stuff on that in that one lab. So they they use her to then look at the different organ systems, how they're how they're looked in in the human, and kind of how they work together. So we do that in the blood vessels and stuff in A and P too. So so there's several labs that she's used in. Yes. Well, Tiger Giving Day is coming up soon, and you have a project as part of that. So tell us a little bit about your Tiger Giving Day project. We are very excited. They have just started. Um, Like I said, the whole bodies are very expensive and a little bit big for a Tiger Giving project, but they have just started doing um, sections. So they will sell arms and legs now of this endeavor, so I can get a right arm or right a left arm, right arm, right leg. And we saw that we're like, ah, oh, that's perfect for Tiger Giving Day. Um, so we are looking for an arm and a leg to kind of um, take some of the burden off of Pearl. They can kind of look at 
the the body muscles, the head muscles on the whole, and have some time um, at their desks as well to be looking at arm muscles, leg muscles, because they're all there, again, deep to, um, to the superficial muscles. So they can all be um, spending that time that we can have more Sindaver time per lab and less cat time because um, we can have like four students on the leg, four students on the arm, eight students on the Sindaver, and eight students on the cats, and then they can kind of rotate um, to their different things. So, yeah, we are very excited and hopeful that our project gets funded so that we can order an arm and a leg. Maybe if we get more, we can get two arms, two legs. These Sindavers will last as long as we keep giving them baths. You know, fix if, if they do come apart, we can sew them back up because each part is it's kind of like stitching your muscles back if you, if you pull a muscle. Well, thanks again for joining us, Linda, and we hope you do well on your Tiger Giving Day project. Well, thank you for having us. We were very excited to share our, our Sindaver news. Mm-hmm.